0: Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe Love and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at NeverTooLate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe Love and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. Welcome, Bob. I'm so glad you're here with me today. This is fantastic.
1: Uh, It's nice of you to say. It's good to be here.
0: There's so much to get into. I can't wait. So let's just get rolling. Of course, goes without saying, Bob Dole, The Secret, you know, I remember those days. (laughs) And I was a huge fan of The Secret. And I used the law of attraction myself to manifest many things, including uh, my husband of almost 22 years. was a big thing. Everybody was into it. Everybody had a copy of it or watched the movie or whatever. So that must have been an amazing experience for you
1: it came out of nowhere i'm telling you i mean because as we talked about just briefly before we started recording m- my original career path was broadcasting to be on the radio and do all that and i did that for 7 years or so the whole idea that i would be first of all just helping people at all with anything was <laughs> way not on my radar you know <laughs> let alone something like this i mean i had been teaching law of attraction sort of through an online course for about 3 years before the secret was created and that is that's how they found me but I don't know that I would ever say that I considered myself to be in the industry of personal development. I was just an enthusiast and had some knowledge on the subject and grew this, you know, what turned into be this ginormous program. And I think that's what got the attention. But yeah, when it, when it hit so big, I mean, I think everybody except Rhonda, who will tell you to this day, I'm sure that of course she, she always knew it was going to be that. And that's what she told each and every one of us as we were talking to her about it. And by golly, she did it.
0: She sure did. That was amazing. So now fast forward. 20 years?
1: Yeah, it wasn't that fast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) 20 years, wow. You had all that fame around law of attraction, you started your company, you started reaching out to more people, and now it seems as if you might be shifting away a little bit.
1: Well, it's actually been a couple of years now that I have kind of de-emphasized trying to get everybody to understand how the law of attraction works. That was what I did for 20 years. I had all the, the science and the charts and the distinctions and so many different things and people nodding and going, yeah, I get that. But what about my vision board? And how come this? And a million other things that were keeping them off the most important work, which was deciding who do they want to be? Not what do they want to have? Who do they want to be? And then when they're clear on that, what does that person want to have? But instead, people were like so fixated on all the ins and outs of the law of attraction and getting it right. And, you know, why is it working for them and not for me? But what about this? What about that? Can I grow my hand back? I mean, all of these things that were just derailing themselves. And it was just this sort of form of self-sabotage in just another way. And it took me, I think, way too long to realize, okay, people aren't getting it like this. And if they do, it's hit or miss. I mean, how many times have I heard, well, sometimes I have success with it. Sometimes I don't. And it's, and it's because the way people are approaching it, it's going to be like that. So I just decided to really look at, this is all about reality creation. That's what everybody wants to do. So when is reality created? When I really contemplate that, like it's when you give your reality, your experience of the moment, meaning. That is when you say, I like this, this is it, I've arrived, I'm not happy, I'm not enough, I am enough. All of those things happen in this moment, you assess everything instantly, and that determines your reality, your interpretation of all of this energy. So what determines that, how you make the meaning, and then thus the actions you take, is how your brain is wired, the programming you've received ever since you were born, the belief systems, all of these ideas about what you can and cannot do, should and should not do that are unique to you. They've resulted in behavior that have gotten the results that you have. If you're not happy with the results that you have in your life, we can trace it all the way back down to the decisions you've made all along the way. And that's guided by your wiring. So if you want to change your life, you really want to change and and have it last, not some, hey, I manifested a cup of coffee because I vision boarded for three weeks. But, but really, really last, you need to have your brain rewire literally different neural pathways in there that are running the show right now. And that takes time. It takes consistency. It takes all the things that everything requires to learn a new thing. So that's what my work is about now. It's about helping people learn to become the person they need to be to get the things that they want. And the law of attraction will all work automatically in the background. They don't have to think about it.
0: Auto-magically. That's I shouldn't nice-
1: use that word because I really don't like the word magic in there. That's kind of the problem because everybody has that magical thinking about it. And so that's why it's like they want to master this mystical thing. They want to get this. They want to work on this power. And, and I know this parallel to gravity has been made forever, but in, in this slightly different way, you know, we don't need to understand how gravity works to drop a glass on the floor. All we have to do is let go of the glass. And it takes care of itself. We don't have to spend decades studying the ins and outs of gravity. We don't have to post memes and inspirational quotes about gravity to get it to work for us. We just did the thing we needed to do. If we do the things we need to do, be take the actions, those types of things, then the law of attraction will just do its thing and bring us those things we need to do to to interact with, to get us there. But we don't need to force what those things are. We need to focus on who we really want to be.
0: Well- Let me ask you something. I was reading about you and it said, when you just mentioned, we've been wired since the beginning of our lives unconsciously and I'm like, What do you mean we're wired unconsciously?
1: So from age zero to seven, our brain is just wide open, right? And so all the input we get from the world is from our parents, society, the TV that's on, whatever it is. We have no ability at that point to assess or evaluate what we're bringing in to say, hey, is this served my higher good and my vision? And my, no, because we don't have that yet. Our brain isn't developed. So we're just saying yes to literally just about everything. So if our parents have a belief system about money that is limiting or whatever, we're going to get that programmed into us. That's okay. just going to happen. And it doesn't make it true. It doesn't make what the parents believe about money true, but it becomes true for you until you recognize that it is just programming that can be changed.
0: So you're saying that the wiring is really made up of beliefs and attitudes from other people that we adopt when we're young.
1: To a great degree, because who else is there, right? Yeah. We, we haven't created original thought yet, really. So we're just learning from the world.
0: Because you're a sponge when you're a child anyways.
1: And it gets in there so deep because we're not slowing it down with any evaluation or critical thinking. We're just saying, yes, 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 yes. So it gets right in there and it's deep. And that's why it's so uncomfortable when we as adults, maybe 30, 40, 50 years later or more go in there to attack that wiring. Of course, it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's unfortunately some people go, it's too uncomfortable. I'm going to quit. And that's why personal development fails so drastically, because when people get up to their level of discomfort, they go, oh, the universe doesn't want it for me or any number of other things, which I help people identify. What are the things that happen automatically in you that stop you from moving forward? Let's identify those, expose them for what they are, which is just wiring and not truth and replace them with something that will move you in to action that will get you closer to what you truly want.
0: So this is what neuroplasticity is all about.
1: Yes, the neuroplasticity just refers to our ability to change our brain.
0: Aha. Now, you have a quiz. Is that something you want to talk about now?
1: Yeah, because when, whenever I'm talking about this, we start talking about rewiring, the logical question is, okay, how do I start? What do I do to rewire? Well, the first thing you need to do is identify what your current wiring is, yeah. because that's on autopilot. You don't know it. You don't You don't even see it. It's just truth, and this is the only way you know to respond. But when you can see how it is stopping you from achieving your goals, that's really valuable information when we shine a light on it, because now you recognize it in the moment as you know, an action that you're about to take that really isn't based on any truth and has historically not served you. So you can replace it with something else. So the quiz identifies one of four, one or more, depending on how many times you take the quiz and what kind of day you're having, one or more types of personality types as it relates to personal transformation. That's what I've been doing 20 years is helping people transform, right? That's what this work is about. Ultimately, more than just the law of attraction, it's how do you want to change to to have the life you want? That's what this is about. So the quiz is about identifying those things so that we can say, okay, there's the behavior. Now you can't ignore it anymore. If you want to truly change, what can we do to replace that behavior? So depending on the type, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with any of these types it doesn't mean you're defective and like i said you can <laughs> test you can test on a, a different types or combo of types on any given day all of the information about your autopilot responses is valuable so even if you test for all four types but generally most people type predominantly for a particular type that again just because you're that type doesn't mean you're going to sabotage your results or slow your efforts but if you are doing that if you do feel like you're just sort of walking through the mud and it's very inconsistent, then these are places to look.
0: I took the quiz cause I was really curious yeah. and I have to admit, even though I don't want to, that I'm a seeker. So at first I was like, yeah, but I don't just keep trying new things and throwing everything out, but there have been plenty of things that I have tried and tossed and tried the next thing.
1: Yeah. I, there's I, a big but- difference between trying like really giving them a try and getting the value that you can out of them fully and then just like starting it and then something else seems better and then something else seems better or the other thing that stops them. So there's, there's two things that stop the seeker, the shiny object, right? The next one that seems better, faster, easier, the guy's more famous, whatever it is, (laughs) or they just reach their level of discomfort and they're squirming. And now growth is about to happen. So, if then if something else comes up that seems like it's going to be a little bit easier or can let themselves off the hook, that's what they're going to subconsciously do. They're going to have a logical reason for it because that's how the brain works, but then they're going to stop. And of course, the result is that you, if you keep jumping around like that, you don't give your brain anything permanent to do as you can. Rewiring is all about consistency.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I mean, if you don't, if you're not consistent, it's not going to rewire. Our reality, whether we like it or not, is as effortless as it comes to us, as it is, because we're, we're running on autopilot, most of it, and and we're doing all of these autopilot responses. So we're getting autopilot reaction, and we're just constantly reacting. What we're trying to do is to now override that and get more, you know, be more intentional with our responses. And that's going to create change in that world out there in the direction that we want to go.
0: Mm-hmm. I sort of want to go backwards for a minute, if you don't mind, and get back to having people figure out who they want to be. Mm-hmm. That just kind of struck me because I thought, who I want to be? Then I started thinking, I don't know if I know who I want to be. Who do I want to be? I'm not sure. So can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Generally starts with the desire for a particular type of life. So do you have a vision for yourself that that external stuff, like, you know, whether it's the house or the money or the relationship, you know, I know you're married. So, but you have a vision that's grander than what you have now. Do you have that?
0: That's grander than I have now. no.
1: (laughs) This is really a conversation for people who are really wanting to dramatically change their lives, right? They want to get to that next level. They have, if they are imagining that, if they're feeling pulled to it, they've got a passion they want to explore, some value they want to put out, whatever it is. If they can imagine it, then they can start to see the difference of who that person is being in the future, the future version of them. Who did they have to be to have that life, to maintain that life? that's how you begin to determine. And it's an ever evolving process. I don't expect anybody to know all the nuances of who they're, who they want to be right off the bat. So we start with, if, if they have any kind of problem with even just that approach, you know, looking at other people, getting inspired, saying, okay, they have behavior traits that I know I need to develop. We can start with And this is part of working with me from the beginning is you're looking for those areas in your life where you currently feel disempowered, because clearly that's not a part of who you want to be. So instead of like, if we're not clear on who we do want to be, well, we're at least clear on who we don't want to be. That's a good point. Yeah. So we can start working on what's the opposite feeling of that. And then that's going to start to define a little bit. As you become more empowered in these various areas, you're going to find a sense of yourself. It's really an uncovering. And we get to choose who we want to be. It's not like it's a test and we have to get it right. We get to choose on any given day. We are who we are greatly on autopilot because of all the wiring and things, and then those things that are genetically unique to us. But it's all that other external wiring has given us this version of ourselves. So whatever our essence is, that's kind of unchangeable, if you will, the other stuff we can change through a different through communicating differently with our mind. But again, we have to think about what a huge task this is that we're asking of ourselves and hopefully let people off the hook a little bit who feel like they're going too slow. They're not getting the results fast enough. We are talking about, in some cases, decades of wiring that are so deep, as we said, so deep from the very core that you do not distinguish them as opinions or attitudes or beliefs. They are simply the truth. But... If we look at it critically, which we can do through conversation and looking out in the world, we can determine, okay, this running you right now, all these ideas, they're not truth. And we can get to a point where a person acknowledges that, but it is their wiring. And then we can talk about the biology of how did things get wired? Well, it was the same thing over and over again, externally. And then I ran the conversation subconsciously in my mind, 24 freaking seven. So of course (laughs) those wires are, those wires are really, really strong. What we're talking about here is basically cutting off communication with all those disempowering neural pathways and creating new ones. Is that going to be uncomfortable? Hell yes, it is. You're going to feel it on every level because you're now you're being intentional. You're not letting life just coast you through this. You're saying, no, I want change now. So that means you're inviting the resistance you're inviting all of the discomfort that comes with growth but hopefully you are armed with tools and coaching or something besides you and all of your wiring to get you through that because you absolutely need another set of eyes on some level to be able to see what you can't see something yeah. as you break that pattern of well here's all the reasons I can't
0: yeah so what you're really talking about is all that nasty internal chatter in coaching, we talk about it as the gremlin, which was really a ripoff of poor Richard Carlson, who wrote a book called Taming Your Gremlin. And I don't remember what it was, maybe in the late 80s. So that's what you're really talking about is how do you fight that internal inner chatter that limits you and or tells you you're not good enough or tells you you're never going to get there? Or who do you think you are? Or they're right. not going to support me. All that kind of nasty, nonstop inner chatter that gets in the way.
1: Yes, however, I would invite us all to reframe some of those, some of the languaging around there around fighting it and all the nastiness and accept that it is what it is. We didn't screw up, right? We didn't screw up along the way. We were just doing the very best we could with the information we have. So what we do instead is we look in awe of how we had been programmed and go, wow, look at what happened as a result of this. And that's the conversation that's been going on. And rather than just fighting it, You know, because now you have this internal battle. I will get you. I will get you. And when you do that, there's going to be this subconscious resistance to that change. So instead, it's just like, hey, you know what? I invite us all here to evolve. Like, what have we learned from this? Well, what if we did this? What if it looked like this? What if it felt like this? What would that be like? And a lot of the work I do with people is rehearsing what it would look like over and over and over in our minds, because our brains are the ultimate reality creation tool for ourselves but we got to know how to use it. So this visualization, even though it is the most powerful technique we have for creation. And it's not just because of the vibrations you put out and the energy, but because of who you become as a result of visualizing yourself being somebody different over and over and over. You get to rehearse doing those disempowering behaviors in a more empowering way over and over. And it's by the way, totally free. Over and over and over, as much as you want and as much as you have time for, because when you're not doing that, your autopilot your subconscious is going. Oh, so yeah. It, yeah. So at first it may seem like, wow, I gotta think about this. Well, it should be fun. Okay. Cause if you're Oh, wait you're- a minute.
0: It's gonna be fun.
1: Yes. You're thinking about your future. It better be great. You could be inspiring yourself <laughs> okay. and motivated because you're headed towards the dream where you're yeah. contributing maximum value. you your day is exactly how you want it. You're with all the people you're getting, you have the abundance of uh, this should be freaking fun because it's exciting. But if you make it that battle, like, Oh, like when I say it's going to be uncomfortable, that doesn't mean drop in this is going to suck. It's just like, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable because when you learn anything new, whether it's a new language or when we learn to walk or anything new, we have that level of discomfort because we don't know. And that's just how it feels.
0: Yeah. Out of your comfort zone, right? Out of the comfort zone.
1: And if you just want to stay in your comfort zone, just know that you're going to continue to get the same results you have in your life. So remember, once you move through that comfort zone, you're going to have a new one. It grows with you. So it's and and, and growth, by the way, here's the most boo-boo thing I'll say today, but you know, (laughs) the universe is always expanding ever expanding this is something that we know we are a part of the universe we are not apart from it yeah so that means that it is our nature as well to expand 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 and if we don't expand if we give ourselves reasons not to follow our passions or dreams and do the things that are in us to do we feel it depression sets in resentment sets in anger all of those things disease you see it everywhere So many of the people who are struggling with those things are not living their dream. They feel for some reason, they've given themselves a reason for not doing it. They said, I couldn't. I had this experience. I failed 50, you know, 60 times. That means I'm not supposed to do it. If that was the approach, if 50 to 60 times was the metric, we'd have no technology.
0: No, we wouldn't. (laughs) And no light bulbs.
1: Exactly. The whole 10,000 story. But I mean, but it's true. We, we need to understand that mistakes and iterations and feedback are part of every learning process, including being a new version of yourself. Life is this, it's all learning to the extent that we allow it to be. And some people get to a point where they're done learning and it all seems too daunting, but it's just a reframe.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this. Let's get concrete for a minute. Can you give me an example from your life, a simple one where you applied what you're talking about?
1: Yeah. So I got divorced in 2012 and it was not fun. No. And, right, and, and so for years, there was just so much stress about even just getting an email, you know, the whole thing, you see the name and you go, you know, just that total fight or flight. And even growing up, I was, my, my mom was a school teacher who didn't like her job. She was, you know, fairly skeptical of things. So everything kind of ran through a negative filter. Like I would have tested one of the types as a skeptic and one of the personality types as a skeptic and the skeptic always runs everything through their, any opportunity, they ask the question, why won't this work for me? And that was me, even after the secret for almost 20 years, that was just the auto, I mean, I observed it and I could generally get past it, but I would suffer way too long because in my mind, this was the only way to feel. If I see that name, it's this, and this is the truth about it. And now I have to feel bad for four or five days or whatever with all of my tools and techniques. I mean, we all have our really deep ones. Yeah. So, but when I had my own sort of ahas around this, it's like I'm justifying telling myself that story. And if I do that, then my brain is going to continually continue to be wired in that way, I will continue to behave in the way that gets the results I'm getting around this. So it was really just that wake up call that this is just one possible response that I've been doing for almost my whole life in one way or the other. It doesn't mean it can't change. So I started picturing what would it be like to be to have no emotion around this? How could I be grateful for this? So just a million other scenarios that were positive running different stories. And I think more than anything, it showed me that there are other possible ways to think about it. And again, just broke up the fact that there's any truth that I have to feel this way. So what would happen from that time on is that I would get the email or whatever, and I'd have the trigger and it would, it would come on and I could let it go like within second. I'm telling you before I got to this part of my work, I really thought, well, this is just how it's going to be. I'm fine. I'm going to, but I'm always going to have to go through this, but I don't. And it's a miracle. I mean, to me, it's like a freaking miracle. Between six months to a year of this, it got easier and easier and easier. But I was signed up for a lifetime of that with the story I was telling myself. Yeah,
0: yeah. Of misery. Wow, you couldn't have picked a better example for my audience, <laughs> I can tell you. That was really beautiful because everybody's been in a relationship that ended poorly. Mm-hmm. and then have leftover feelings about it so that's really good and i love that idea that you can change your experience you, just because you always experience something one way doesn't mean you're locked in because you have developed methods to make this shift that's what you're saying
1: yes and and here's the thing that makes that work is you have to define you have to know where you're going like you've got to be really inspired by that future version of yourself in your life what we're talking about here is letting go of a huge pieces of what has become your identity your those stories that you told whether you yeah. like them or not knowing the detriment they're still they've become a part of your identity yes. and to let go of those and to commit to i will never tell that story again when you've been mm-hmm. using it for years to justify why you're in this position yeah it's scary right but yeah. it's only sc- but if it's like jumping into a black hole if you don't know why you're giving it up Right. But if you're really clear that that person in the future can't have this story, they the the two can't coexist. They're not going to have the success they have while they're telling this story. So I got to give it up.
0: You know, that is so amazing because I remember specific incidences in my life where I recognized I was telling a story and I'm like, why are you telling that story? You hate that story. You feel miserable when you tell that story. Now the other people don't look at you and think, oh, wow, when you tell that story. So why are you sharing that story? And I finally woke up in that moment ago, go, you're just going to stop telling that story. And what a life changer. Yeah,
1: it ah, is. All right. It's all stories. The stories we tell out loud, but the ones yeah. more insidious ones are the one we tell internally, obviously.
0: So what are a few things people can do, you know, like starting today or when they hear this, that they wow. can get into this and get involved.
1: Yes. So the first thing I I, I would invite them to take the quiz, it's free, but it will give them some good information about what their autopilot behavior is. And then they can kind of contemplate when during the course of my day, does this kind of thing happen? You know, what are the situations where I have this reaction? And then how would I like to be in those situations? What is a better feeling? Than the one i generally walk away from it could be like every time i have lunch with my mom i feel like crap afterwards because she says all this stuff how would i like to feel after
0: oh, that, you know? that is the number one to me most powerful question going i use that a lot i'm like all right i don't like this but how do i want to feel i love that
1: yeah and so again utilizing your imagination. To not just contemplate it for a second, but like over and over for minutes at a time, like really get into it, like really see yourself being that way. Because if you don't run it like that and try it on and feel it and rehearse it with different people in your mind, how are you going to know what to do when you get there? When at the same situation, you're just going to go, oh yeah, I remember there was a different way I could be, but I'm too scared to do it now because you haven't rehearsed it, but you could because your brain's there for you to do it.
0: So you're saying I call that pre-paving where you're seeing it all come together the way you want to see it first so
1: yes every day you prepay for at least five minutes and then at the end of the day you go back and you look at your day and go well where didn't i quite do it you know like or you got surprised by a situation and you went into autopilot mode and you but see that's instead of beating yourself up you go terrific Good. More information. Another scenario I can run. Another angle at getting at this thing. So all that information, every hiccup is valuable if you use it as valuable information.
0: That takes a lot of pressure off too, because if you just look at the things you think and what happens, information, then you don't have to beat yourself up or be wrong or be bad or any of these other things. You're just collecting data that you can use in a productive way.
1: And all those people you admire that inspire you, they took the same freaking journey. The details were different, but I promise you, they had times when they were like, why am I doing this? All of those things, all of that feedback, they adjusted, they adjusted. Maybe sometimes they felt like they were going to quit. They don't know. And then somebody said, what are you talking about? Remember your vision? And they kept back at kept making mistakes. And then one day, boom, because as long as you don't quit, you'll get enough feedback. You'll get there. You know, you'll talk to the right people. You'll find the right resources. When people see how committed you are, it just changes everything.
0: That's so awesome. I am so thrilled that I got a chance to talk to you today about this. Is there any last words of advice or whatever? I'm going to put your website and the link to the quiz and everything in the show notes. Let's just say the quiz link anyway. Is it a short?
1: It's very short. Yeah, tptquiz.com or transformationpersonalitytypequiz.com tptquiz.com. Yeah, right.
0: very good. So at the very least, they can find that, but there'll be all the information needed in the show notes. But is there any last thing you want to share with people from your experience or whatever regarding how they can rewire and live better?
1: Well, I think that the most important thing is it's so simple because people listen to a lot of podcasts like this or information and they're listening, they're evaluating them. maybe they're seeking and they're hearing all of these things. And I just want to make very clear that what we're talking about, there's nothing mystical about it. There's no weird belief. There's no, it's just, you're just giving your brain new information. So if you're listening and you're a human being with a human brain, what we're talking about here applies directly to you. And what we're talking about is that this can be way more direct than a lot of people make it where you feel like you have to learn 18,000 processes and techniques and philosophies to get your life in order. It can be way more direct than that.
0: Well, I love simple, you know, there's no question about that. And to me, this does still have a spiritual angle to it because you're connecting with your authentic self. And that is always a sacred journey in my book. Thank you so much for explaining that and giving us hope and giving us tools and sharing with us that there is a way to turn this around and you can just get on the path that you really want to be on. So inspiring. Bob, thank you so much for today.
1: Thank you, Ronnie. It
0: was a pleasure. This is Ronnie and Ryan Love and Cosmic Coach thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you.